The Gorecast is brought to you by American Horrors, the greatest uncut horror channel in the world. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, all horror. As well as the station of decapitation without your head. America's longest running horror channel, www.withoutyourhead.com. The following program is rated TV MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised. up everybody do not adjust your sets or you <laughs> sorry oh it's good to have you back <laughs> i've been gone for a bit so i'm excited welcome to original versus remake slash sequel slash sequel um i'm back yay it's good to see you're fucking doing better dude we've been messing you i of ordeal for the last couple weeks but i am ready for gremlins <clears throat> but uh, i want to say hey to brie and giz in the chat welcome um glad to have everybody here and there's a few other people in the chat that we don't know who you are but we're glad to have you so, if you want to say anything, you can. Just watch us. That's what we're here for. We're your friend. Okay. Katie's here. Hi. Thank you. I am feeling not 100%, but about 80. But that's better than where I was. Yeah. So, so we, get you, we get you back and we lose her to sickness now. Oh, no. Hey, newbie. Everybody just and Roddy. Hey Roddy, what's up, brother? I haven't heard from you in a while. Uh he said Gremlins 2 is amazing. Um they do they did use a little bit of uh the Looney Tunes uh dude, intro. Yeah. I I'm with Roddy on this one, dude. I have a hard time watching too. I love the first one. My well, yeah, the time I'm like, oh god, here we go. I mean, we'll we'll get more into it when we when we talk about the movies, but they're such different movies; it's hard to compare them. Um, Gremlins two on its own though is just such a good like meta horror. Oh, so good. We'll get into that later. Though I don't want to get too far. So, um, the one we got to do the other news. Yeah, we got a couple of some some news bits today. Um, this is another thing. You guys have no idea how excited I've been to do the show. We're like all day yesterday. I'm like, gotta find news bits for tomorrow. Gotta find news bits for tomorrow. And I was like, eh. the first news bit that I found actually looked very promising. Um, called Sweet Home. It is a, uh, a Korean horror series um, that will be actually starting up on Netflix. Uh, trailer has dropped. I watched it 
yesterday or today looks bloody amazing. So, um, <clears throat> sorry, uh, the Korean Horror Series unleashes insane-looking monster pandemic in Sweet Home as humans turn into savage monsters and wreak terror. One troubled teen and his neighbors fight to survive and to hold on to their humanity. Um, with the release date of December 18th. So huh. in about week, week and a half. Um, I watched, like I said, I watched the trailer yesterday and some really great visuals. Uh, so definitely. <laughs> Wait. Hey, baby cakes from the man behind production. You're welcome. So, um, but yeah, definitely looks like this is going to be, or, you know what? I don't, if it did, I didn't see it. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, fuck, it's going to be out here in a second. So it doesn't really matter. I was just curious. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it said, but, I'm not 100% sure. I think it also said it was being released weekly as opposed to all at once. Dude, I hate that. I could could be wrong. I know. The the curses of normal TV series syndrome. You know, man, like I just, I got used to it back in the day. I, I finally joined the whole binge crew and then all of a sudden, what was it? The. Oh, dude, what was it? I ran it. Oh, I think it was the boys on Amazon where they were dropping like one a week or something. Mandalorian and, does the same thing. Yeah, I was going to say in the Mandalorian. And, it, dude, it is so fucking hard for me because I don't want that that episode to episode shit. So, like, I haven't seen any of season two of the boys, Mandalorian. And, like, I'm trying so hard to, like, not read or talk to people. It's guilty. But I want to have, like, enough episodes to be able to just sit there and, like, Possibly binge out, maybe not the whole season, but at least get a few. Yeah, that's that's definitely one of those like split things where it's like, yeah, you get it all at once, so you don't gotta wait. But then it's like, well, fuck, I gotta wait like a year or two years, depending on the show, the the second season. So it's kind of like the devil's advocate type thing, right? And yeah, right. The boys, I am digging the shit out of it, dude. Like I said, I can't wait to get on to season two, but I just wanted some stuff to build up. I still haven't seen that yet. I've heard a lot about it. I said, I dug it, dude. It's definitely worth checking out. Like, I don't know. First episode back, and I haven't seen something. There we go. Now we're (laughs) on the right path. Yep. (laughs) So, but yeah, uh, like I said, uh, the truck. The trailer looked really good. Yep, December 18th, which uh, I don't know exactly what day that is, but it's soon. Today is the 6th, I believe, or no, today is the 8th. Uh, 18th, it's next Friday. Okay, so a week from Friday. Oh, thank you so much, Giz. That is awesome. (laughs) Always count on Giz. So, but yep. So, about a week from Friday, we got uh, the Korean Horror Series 
Sweet home. Uh, highly suggest checking the trailer out. It looks, like I said, looks really good. So, nice. Um, <clears throat> next up, they, for the news. they definitely gonna have to like fill their slots with all the shit they lose. Yeah. So, if I get a little winded sometimes, or if I can stop for a second, just bear with me. Like I said, I'm still still recovering. So, <clears throat> um. But next up, we have another uh, TV series. Uh, the Stand is getting ready to be released on CBS All Access. Um, this is another one that's going to be uh, a weekly thing as opposed to all at once. Um, this one is nine episodes. That one I know for sure I saw. Um, and it starts on CBS All Access. Uh, December 17th, so the day before the film that we uh, were just talking about. Um, the Stand is, was that a, I know obviously Stephen King, was that a TV miniseries? movie? Like okay. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes with him, with his lesser known ones, I can't remember. Right. Like, because he had. I, see, I thought it was another like big one, like this, uh, like it was, where they did like three or four days. No, it was a two part. If that was, was if it? that's okay. the case, yeah. <laughs> I just remember because it was like the stand, it, uh, the Lake Clears. It yeah. seemed like there were three or four movies that came out TV, uh, TV movie wise. And uh, what was that other one? It was something like. Go into a gift shop or go into a store. Oh, Needful Things. I think oh, that one. Yeah. I think that one also made it. So I want to say there was like the three or four of them that did the whole like couple days back to back miniseries thing. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to track a lot of those ones. Four part miniseries. Yay. I remember. Uh, but uh, so some new character images. Um, have been released. Uh, the series will bring to life King's vision of a world decimated by plague and embroiled in elemental struggle between good and evil. The fate of mankind rests on the frail shoulders of the 108-year-old Mother Abigail and a handful of survivors. Their worst nightmares are embodied in a man with a lethal smile and unspeakable powers. I will admit, I'm, I've been kind of curious since they started talking about this shit because, you know, at least when they did it, they they switched over to a movie, you know, and tried to do something different. So I'm kind of curious how different this is going to be doing the same kind of style TV movie versus TV movie. It's also that, like, you got, what, 18 bajillion streaming services now where it's like... Oh, all, yeah, like we're all trying to get our... Right, like we're all trying to get our fucking food going here. So I know CBS All Access has had a fairly, it's still fairly new, I think. So like, I know they had the, is it Picard or some kind of Star Trek? Yeah, uh, they had Picard and there was another one like uh, Discovery. Yeah. Because it's like supposed to be like the prequel to all of it or some shit. Yeah. 
like I'll give it to them. They're definitely trying to do their they're they're definitely trying to find, you know, that shit to kind of hook everybody, but as much as I like Star Trek, it was that whole like, eh, okay. You know, like they haven't really put anything on there to like seriously hook me as a I haven't like I was never really a big Star Trek fan. The only ones that I really kind of liked were the more recent movies, like the remakes or whatever you want to call them, with uh, one of the Chris's, Chris Pine, or whoever. Oh yeah, yeah. they had the, the little trilogy. Right. Uh, those are the only ones that I kind of enjoyed. Other than that, I'm just like Star Trek sucks. So. No, like I, dude, like no, no. I grew up with like watching William Shatner and shit. So like, I'm a fan of Star Trek and shit. Um, I've not definitely caught on to like each and every fucking spinoff they had and shit. But you know, uh, Giz says that uh, the card is awesome. Discovery is bollocks. But uh, but Roddy pointed out uh, he's happy. Uh, Stephen King is directly involved in the script of The Stand. He has <laughs> wrote new stuff previously, not in the book or pre or previous series. I didn't hear about that. Okay, so there might actually be like you know, somewhat hope. some change up, and it's just like it's just it's a weird concept to me to you know like TV movie versus TV movie like so. Normally, the natural transition is to go into an actual movie. Right, but I guess if it's your own streaming service, maybe they can go a little bit darker than they could. Well, this is also a series, though, not a movie. Oh, it's okay. a nine episode. It's a nine episode series. Hmm. I don't know if it's like Definitely a one time a series. I know right. they had. Uh, there was one recently. Actually, no, I'm thinking about something else. Never mind. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a nine it's a nine episode uh doesn't say many series anything just says nine episode series. Right. Um but it will be another like I was just saying there'll be another weekly one as opposed to all at once. Um huh. so interested to see where where that goes and if if King is involved like Roddy is saying might be a nice little uh maybe change of pace or Right. Having him no, on board I, might help it out a little bit. And I get the whole trying to drop it every week because, like, Disney said they saw, like, right after the first season of The Mandalorian was done, their customer service dropped. Like, everybody was just done with Disney+. Plus. So this whole, like, dragging it out at least gives them a few weeks of customers. Before well, they did, the same, they did the same thing with that in the first season, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I'm saying, like, if you give everybody all at once, then you've got those customers for, like, maybe a couple days. But yeah. if you drop it for a few weeks, you've at least got that customer base slowly. Yeah, that's true. So, ready to move on to the last? Yeah, first. Did it use? This one. Yeah, this broke yesterday, to my knowledge. Uh, Marvel announces a new Alien comic. Um going to be a new story that will feature a Waylon yutani mercenary named Gabriel Cruz as he battles a new breed. I got to turn the page. <laughs> new breed of Xenomorph. I already kind of knew that. Uh, with the survival of his 
hanging in the balance. Uh, the first issue will be released in March of 2021. Hmm. Um, I I don't know where, where Marvel can go with an alien comic. I mean, dude, yeah. I mean, that's not where I meant. Like, I meant, like, tone and, like, I don't know how much they're allowed to go pushing the envelope. Yeah, but it's a comic, though, man. I mean, like, they they have the ability, if you've got a good enough writer, to go all over the fucking place, you know? And I'm kind of with Roddy, like, oh, are we getting getting aliens in the MCU? Because that itself could open up so many fucking doors. Thor versus the Xenomorph. Fuck right, dude. Like, I've... It's true. It's true. You know, but I just mean, like, in general, like, that could really open up, like, a lot of interesting miniseries reads, shit like that, you know? Fucking Incredible Hulk splash lands on one of the wrong planets. Oh! You know? That would be very interesting. Yeah, um, I mean, I, Aliens has been doing fairly well in comics for, like, what, decades now? Mm-hmm. Um, I know they've had, like, the Alien vs. Predator run and shit like that, so right. it's, yeah, that's why I'm interested to see where Marvel is able to to take it, what direction they can take it. Right. Um, like you said, I know it's comics, but then again, it's Marvel, so... It's not like an independent comic that is like, well, we don't give a shit about, you know, some of the content stuff like that. Marvel's got to kind of well, but adhere I mean, like, to think certain about things. It. Yeah, no, that's true. But you also think about it though. Now, Disney is going to make sure whatever direction they go, it's like multitask. So if they go this way in a comic, they've got ideas for what they would like to do over here later on down the road. Be a TV yeah, show. Yeah, it's definitely it definitely could be something that could parameter where people's interests are and potential future movies through whatever it's called. I don't know if it's technically still Disney or is it still called 20th Fox shit. I don't know. Right. And uh, and like is brought up, um, yeah, they, they do have the brood, but I mean, like that in itself could be a brood versus Xenomorph. Like, you never know. Like, there's always a possibility of some, some interesting shit. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So, like I said, the uh, first issue should be coming out sometime in March of 2021. So it was definitely something to uh, catch, catch out in the next couple of months. So, okay. but that should do it for the news. All right. so are we ready to move on to movie time? Movie time, movie time, movie time. I have been looking forward to doing this episode for multiple weeks now. <laughs> I'm happy that my body has finally decided to agree with me and then made me at least good enough to attempt to do the episode. Yeah, dude, I was getting uh, kind of worried you were going to have to, like, phone it in and just put a picture of you up and just, like, lay in your bed. Oh, like, by the way, I did watch that episode. I did not appreciate <laughs> I did not appreciate the, 
stuff. <laughs> I it, I was a little late on it. I it was funny because like I was feeling a little bit okay that day, and I was like, you know what? I think I feel good enough to where I might like just hop right in the chat in the middle of the episode and show up. And then I was like, oh, here come the here comes the fever. Nothing happened, but I watched it back uh, a few days ago, and I was like. Like very disgruntled. Um, In defense, so, we just really missed you, so we just needed you in the corner. I, I will say, and one thing, I love Terminator Two, Piranha Two, absolutely horse shit garbage. Thank you. I watched the movies See, and that picture conveyed all of that too. You're just like, oh my god, I hated that movie. So, but that was that. <laughs> That's my quick thoughts on that episode because I was looking forward to that episode too because I was kind of like I need to work Terminator two into an episode, <laughs> and then I didn't get to do. So, but I get to do this. Part. Now you manage to work Terminator two and Gremlins in together. So there you go, boss level. Um, so Gremlins, the nineteen eighty four Steven Spielberg Joe Dante classic. Um, probably my favorite movie as a kid. Uh, one that I remember watching multiple, multiple times at the time. I don't know if I watched it as a Christmas movie. I do now. Yeah. When it first came out, I don't know if I wouldn't say connected the dots because I was young and naive. Right. Um, if you haven't seen it, uh, first thing, uh, you're crazy. Um, and two, uh, Gremlins follows Bill Peltzer, who receives a, let's say, exotic pet from his father uh, during Christmas time um, that he kind of gets illegally, even though... Yeah, like, that was some shady shit like that. No, I'm not going to sell it to you. Hey, guy, meet me in the back alley. Yeah. What my grandfather doesn't know won't kill him. Or it might, because... Right. If you guys don't know the rules and what ends up happening. Um, so Billy gets the, the little gizmo and uh, is told about these three rules. One, does not like bright lights. Especially sunlight, sunlight will kill him. Two, do not get it wet. Let it Pretty have the water to drink. Don't give it a bath. And three, most importantly, do not feed it after midnight. Okay, so, you know, like, how you just, like, you take a rule and you're like, oh, okay, cool. My daughter did. We watched the sequel last night. And she was like, so, like, what's after midnight? And I could not for the life of me figure out what she was asking. She was like, well, I mean, like, technically, aren't we always, like, after? I was like, dude, you're putting way too much thought in this fucking movie. Just let it fucking flow, bro. We have little green things jumping all over shit. Just just laugh and enjoy it. Yes. Um, Billy and Gizmo seem to, you know, start bonding and everything. 
And then uh, a young Corey Feldman comes and fucks everything up. As always. Oh, fuck to Corey here. Feldman. Whole town. He, Thank you, bro. He just knocks some water on Gizmo. And they do things start popping out of his back. And we get, he goes, what, five, four? Oh, shit. Four or five. And one of them has an awesome straight. I want to say five. Yeah, I think I think it was five. Because um, if I remember correctly, when they were laying in that box, it seemed like it was an odd number. So yeah. Um, and we had, like I said, we had a cool one with a little cool stripe on his head. He's the leader. Um, and they just uh, they don't act like Gizmo. They're more rambunctious. Uh, they're hanging dogs from. Fucking Christmas lights out on the outside, which I don't know how that happens. Not in like the deadly, like, haha, we just killed your fucking dog. Just like somehow he's tangled up and just like whining. Like Billy's like, what the fuck's that sound? And the dog's like, hey, bro. Yeah. The fuck? Don't know how they have the strength to do that or even with the five of them, like to be able to stand on shoulder to shoulder, how to get that big bastard up there was beyond me, dude. Yeah. They were definitely some fucking demon children. Yes. Um, One fateful night, uh, the Mogwai are a little rambunctious. They're hungry. And Billy looks at the clock. Looks like it's before midnight, like 1130-ish or so. He's like, all right, I'm going to go get some, some chicken. Goes and gets some chicken. They start munching down. And next... Uh, morning, we have these giant cocoons in Billy's room. Dude, those things were fucking huge. Billy, very confused, because he's like, well, I didn't get him back, because you know what happens there. What's up? Uh, Just reading Giz says, uh, they strung him in the lights first, then dragged him up. That makes a lot more sense, actually. So I was kind of curious. Uh, yeah, those snakes were fucking huge, though, dude. Yeah. So Billy, like I said, Billy's confused. He's like, "Well, and it, it didn't get him wet because I already know what happens there. And they didn't get any sunlight because they're in the house, so that didn't happen." He's like, "Why well, fit him?" But and then he goes to the clock and pulls the clock, and it looks like it's been chewed to where the clock stops, or head stopped. And Billy probably fed the uh, gremlins after midnight. Oh, not probably. He did. So, shame on you, Billy Peltzer. I feel like you got, like, three fucking rules. Your ass gets fed at, like, five o'clock. That's it. Um, So, one part we kind of went over is I know there was, like, a teacher that, like, he Billy took one of them to. He did a little water thing. Another one popped out. He kept one of them as like uh, under surveillance and stuff like that. Well, this one also ate after midnight and is in a cocoon. Well, it hatches uh, around the same time as all the other ones hatch, which is weird, the timing, because I don't know when the separate groups ate after midnight. So it doesn't take long for them to hatch. Uh, Billy goes to the school because the teacher said it had hatched. 
And uh, then Billy shows up to find the teacher underneath the desk with a, a needle in his ass. Yeah. Right in the buttocks. So he goes to call the police or call somebody. Gremlin scratches him. He goes to the uh, medical thing. This is our first glimpse of the gremlin in gremlin form. Pops out of the cabinets and looking all on drugs and crazy. Uh, he runs away. And then all the ones at uh, Billy's mom's house have all hatched. She heads uh, upstairs, notices they all hatch. Here's stuff going on downstairs. She goes down and uh, cool little little bit of a scenes where she attacks one of the gremlins with a kitchen knife, stabs him to death. Another one she sprays in the face with cooking spray, blows up in the microwaver. Um, I gotta say, dude, when I watched this as a kid, I I like I did not classify this as horror. You know what I mean? Like it just didn't. I was still young enough that I didn't know like what all was horror and all that shit. And then as I got older and I watched it for the first time, I was like, "Good God, we let children watch these fucking things!" Like they were just like, "Holy shit, that motherfucker blew up in the microwave." What parent lets their children watch this motherfucker? Like I realized quick, I'm like, "No, this is yeah, that's that's a lot of horror." All right. Like, it fucked me up. Billy, so Billy's mom takes out the ones in the kitchen. She goes to the living room. There's one awesome scene or visual where the ones in the Christmas tree, all the bulbs go out, but all you, you see the two eyes. And then he attacks her from the tree. Billy ends up showing up. Uh, the gremlin's choking his mom out. Billy comes with the sword, chops his head off. And we're left with Stripe blowing his nose on the curtains. And he makes a run for it. Billy chases after him, goes to a local YMCA. Uh, Stripe jumps into the water. And all hell is about to break loose. Because yeah, it was like a, right up to that moment, it was like a fun chaos. Yeah, we had a couple of them. It's manageable. Right. Not anymore. Yeah. No, you uh, saw him. He puckered up. He's like, oh, this is going to fucking hurt. Yep. Uh, after that, we see uh, Stripe and his army of gremlins start storming from uh, from down the street. Uh, they attack Mrs. Deagle in her little sweet chair. She goes flying up the chair that out was the window. One of my words. Deagle, 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 Deagle. Um, warp speed. One of the ladies that deserved her demise. Um, we have Billy ends up showing up to the sheriff's office. That's so uh, sheriff and his little deputy guy. Those mm. ones are hilarious. He's like, "Did your father always give you vicious little monsters as presents?" And uh, they start getting phone calls of just. Chaos happening around town. They go to investigate. They see a local Santa Claus being mauled by gremlins. Um, one of the gremlins cut the brakes on the on the cop car. They're trying to drive away. They can't stop. They go flying over another car. Their car goes gets tipped. Uh, the other car goes into a building, blows up. Just a bunch of anarchy. Oh yeah, fucking storm uh, in the park. 
Yeah, best scene. Best oh, scene of the movie is the bar. The Dooley's Tavern, and they're just drinking. There's... I liked it because it showed all of their different um, personalities. Yeah. You know, like, that was probably my favorite right there, just seeing everybody just being different. Just... The, j- the jazzercise gremlin or whatever. Right, you know? Like, for whatever reasons, like... Okay, cool. Jazzness. Doing a little dances. Um, in the back, we got Stripe playing uh, cards with a group of gremlins and some cross-dressing gremlins, because I don't believe there's any actual female gremlins. And... Uh, Somebody's cheating at cards who meets his demise by getting shot because you don't fuck with Stripe in his poker. Okay. Um, character I kind of haven't mentioned yet is Katie, the love interest of Bill Peltzer. Uh, she's working at the bar at this time <laughs> and she's just like getting bombarded by all of them. She gets uh, the flasher gremlin kind of, you know, showing his junk at her. I would say something that happens in the sequel. Um, she has yeah. enough. She finds a camera, starts taking pictures of them, which is bright light. So it's kind of, you know, disabling a few of them, but not all of them. Um, one of them shows up. He's got like a ski mask on, got a gun. He goes to shoot her. Mrs. Billy shows up with the headlights coming through, blinding a whole bunch of them. She's able to make their escape. Um, then they go to the bank or something. I forgot where they kind of hide out. And she tells one of the most depressing stories in uh, oh, <laughs> movies that was also kind of spoofed in the sequel. It's bad because, yeah, she has a, like, she is not a fucking fan of Christmas. You know, really tragic family thing, so she's not a fan. And now she's got this to add to the fucking books. Yeah, her uh, father. I uh, you uh, dressed up as Santa Claus one year and was gonna go out on the chimney and slip, broke his neck and died. And I found out there was no Santa Claus. <laughs> Took them a few to find him. Yeah. Um, so after that very depressing story, uh, they leave the the building bank. I can't remember where it was, and they notice the whole town is empty. And our fires everywhere. Everything's destroyed. Um, we find out all the gremlins are in the movie theater. And they're watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I don't know how much I can sing before <laughs> and get a copyright strike. Um, but yeah, somehow all of them, all of them are in the theater. Uh, Stripe is very obsessed with getting food. Uh, one of the other ones is obsessed with milk duds. Um, Stripe, Stripe leaves as all the rest of them are watching the movie. And Billy, Kate, and Gizmo, um, obviously Gizmo didn't come up with it, but Billy comes up with this plan where he's gonna set the building on fire, destroy them all at once since they're all right here uh, in the theater. They do that. They get chased after after a while, but they're able to escape the theater and the whole building blows up. So we think everything is good and dandy. We killed all the gremlins, all hunky-dory. Well, nope. 
Stripe left the theater and moved over to the department store across the street. And we still got one more left. So Billy kind of goes on a little bit of a, a hunt for him in the store. Stripe attacks him a few different times. Uh, starts throwing some crazy saw blades at him. Uh, attacks him with a chainsaw. Uh, uh, Katie, or Kate, I almost kind of say Phoebe Kate's, so that's the actress's name. Uh, Kate turns on the lights, helps Billy a little bit there. Uh, only temporarily kind of sideline stripe. Uh, he finds a gun, and then he finds the garden department where there's this water fountain where he goes, and he's going to go and start the whole thing over again and get wet. Uh, while this is going on, Gizmo's driving around in a toy car, being all badass. <coughs> and uh, we think, like I said, Stripe sees Billy, goes to shoot Billy. Billy ducks, puts his finger in the water. That back starts bubbling like he's got some nasty-ass pimple back grossness. And yeah, dude, their, their spawn is pretty fucking nasty. I don't know where we get Gizmo. It goes flying off of a shovel. He lands in the ground, sees Stripe, sees the little chain thing, pulls it, opens up the little compartment. Sun comes right in the Stripe and kills him. <laughs> Might have to take it for a second, Carter, because I got to... <clears throat> Uh, you know, man, like, I dug this. It had such an amazing fucking cast. You know, Holt Axton, the dad. Fucking Howie Mandel. Like, I didn't realize that until I was older and watched a lot more Howie Mandel's movies to even know who that was and shit. So to find out he voiced Gizmo was fucking awesome. Judge Reinhold, Jonathan Banks, like, I had... The cast is good and the movie's good. You know, it's really entertaining. Again, I don't know what an adult would say, hey, yeah, you know, let's let's watch, let our children of the 80s watch this motherfucker, but it's fucking awesome. Like, I love this movie. You also had that guy, <laughs> Dick Miller, um, right. who's in everything. Um, yeah. The funny thing is, like, Billy's dad doesn't play much of a role in the movie. Like, no, he's kind of like a... The beginning. Like, he opens it, right, he opens it and he closes it, because the shopkeeper... Uh, Mr. Wing and his dad kind of have that that afterthought conversation, and then they have that whole opening conversation. But his dad's really overall not all in there. Yeah, um, we see him like a couple times throughout the movie, but he doesn't really, excuse me, play much of a part. But uh, what I liked about his part was because he's the inventor. You have like the time machine when he goes to that con or the invention. You know, there's the robot. Like, there was also two other well-known... None of his inventions worked. Fuck no. I don't think a single one worked. Um, Yeah, like I said, this was, when I was a kid, probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, It's definitely a product of the 80s where, like you said, like, how can you allow kids to watch, watch a movie like that in these days? Obviously, now it's kind of like, I wouldn't say tame, but compared to, you know, a lot of stuff now kind of is. I do know that also 
this was one of the films that actually got the uh, PG-13 rating uh, initiated because it was PG, so a lot of younger kids saw it, but because of the terrifying images and stuff like that, scared a lot of kids. So this gave them uh, the thing where they had to kind of up the rating system one more one more bit. I'm not, I'm not the only movie, but it was one of the catalysts. Okay. So no, yeah, I, like I, said, I, I I didn't think it was a Christmas movie at first, but as I got older and the whole scene, everything like, oh, this is definitely Christmas, and it's one of those that I do check out around Christmas time because it's fucking worth it. Yeah, I I do remember a, a weird uh, story from when I was a kid. I used to rent this movie all the time on VHS from the video store when I was a kid. And uh, I rented it one time, and I didn't have a VCR in my room at the time because I was a little bit younger. And I, so I had to watch it in my parents' room. And I remember watching it, and the movie ended, and then uh, Rand Peltzer gives that speech at the end where it's like, you know, uh, if your washing machine blows up or something, like... <laughs> Before you call repairman, check up all your lights, turn off all your all your turn on all your lights, check under the bed. There might be a gremlin in your house. Yeah. That scared the shit out of me. I got <laughs> up in the room. I'm like, Mom, there's a gremlin in the house. She's like, you're not watching that movie anymore. Right on. Later. Yep. I'm like, I am not here for gremlins attacking me. So yeah. I think- um I think we should share with everybody the trailer so they know what all we're getting on about. Yes. So let's go ahead and move on to the trailer for the 1984 classic Gremlins. We'll be back with Gremlins 2. Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. Billy Pelser has a nice home. Yeah, Ma, it's me. A nice job. A nice girl. If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a date with me? I'd love to. And loving parents who are about to give him... You're gonna like this. No, 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 don't shake it. We're gonna have to open it now. It won't wait till Christmas. ...the most unusual gift he ever got. What is it? No. It's your new pet. Come on, Barney, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things to keep in mind. If you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how much they beg, never, never let them eat after midnight. Because when they do, they change. They become clever, <laughs> mischievous, What's going on here? and dangerous. Gremlins, huh? Little monsters. Right. Hundreds of them. Well, I, I don't know, maybe thousands. They've been here too. Billy, what are these things? Where do they come from? Look, I know it sounds crazy, I know. But in a few hours, you're gonna have a major disaster on your hands.
Gremlins, directed by Joe Dante. They'll be expecting you. Welcome back. That was the trailer for Gremlins, released in 1984, starring Zach Galligan, I think. How do you say his name? Yeah. And Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates. And a whole bunch of other people. So, uh, it's now time to move on to the second film, which is a lot different than the original. Oh, Christ, dude. Uh, so, we got Gremlins 2, the new batch. It came out in 1990. Um, the first one was considered like a horror comedy. This one's considered a comedy fantasy. And that's not a fucking lie. Like, you have kind of, it's pretty much the same fucking movie, man. Like, you know, uh, Gizmo gets loose. Um, it's a little sadder. We've got the shop owner dying. Um, we've got the big mogul that wants to rebuild the block. So they're tearing down the old man's shop. Gizmo gets loose gets caught and taken to this new building that's um, kind of, it's new, still has its bugs, so they're kind of working it out. So, like, the elevators don't work, doors don't open. Um, but they've got a random science team on the floor that, like, you can just kind of rent out the space. Right. Um, so they've got all their shit up there that they're fucking with. Um, I will say it kind of quickly moves, though, because, like, Building drops, Gizmo gets caught. Um, Billy realizes Gizmo's in the building, frees him, and he's like, All right, dude, I'll take you home tonight. We'll figure this shit out later. And in a matter of like an hour, everything fell apart. Gizmo's loose in the building, um, gets hit with water. We've got the furry little mogwais that are, oh, Jesus Christ, so fucking stupid in this one. Um, it, this one's so much more like there was humor in the last one. This one's like it borderlines like window licking humor. Like it was just slightly fucking retarded, you know? Um, then of course we have to find food. It has to be after midnight. We've got gremlins. Um, the only thing I will say is eventually they get up to the science department. I kind of liked when they got into the lab and started drinking all the different potions and shit. Um, you get like weird, like one of them drank like bat DNA, so like it spread wings, stuff like that. We had like an arachnid, a female, like there was so many different versions of the gremlins. I thought that part was so fucking cool. I just wish it was not as fucking cheesy as it was. You know, the whole I my daughter hadn't watched this, so I was like, hey, here we go, we'll watch it together. She lost her shit when the whole like Hulk Hogan movie theater happened because she could not figure out what the fuck was going on. I'm like, I know, dude. Like, it was so over the top, kind of ridiculous that I just, I'll watch Gremlins for as long as I fucking take a breath, dude. I just, Gremlins too, I watched it because you're like, dude, we have, we have to fucking do this. I'm like, I like Buzz. He's cool as fuck. All right, dude, let's See, do this and get it over with. Like, I cannot stand this fucking movie. I love it because it's such a... I don't want to say a parody, but, like, some parts, yeah, I, I kind of get the 
stupid humor, but like, I don't know. It, it was so, to me, it was so clever. Um, I will give you the, like, it was clever. You had a, and I can't remember, it, they had the actual movie reviewer back from then, like, Better reviewing, movies. thank you, reviewing, you know, Gremlins 1, like, there was, it, I'm not saying, like, there's a lot was, of nods to the first movie. Yeah, there's a lot of nods to the first movie, or just, um, uh, culture in general. You know, Gizmo takes it's, on kind of like the Rambo thing. Like, there's so many throwbacks to different situations. I just like, I just did not like the fucking movie. You know, they're trapped in an office building. Um, of course, Billy is the only one that knows how to, you know, handle the situation. Um, nobody wants to get on board until, of course, it's like not deep and too late. And so now we have that whole kind yeah. of chaos. I can't remember his name. I don't know if you have the cast list in front of you, but the guy who plays Daniel Clamp. Oh, dude. Was John fucking Glover. amazing. Oh, dude. In this movie. I, fucking dude, Clamp. I, yeah. No, I dig the shit out of him. He played Lex Luthor's dad on Smallville. He's done so many amazing fucking characters. He's an amazing actor. He was such like the, oh, shit. the, uh, the director in um, Scrooge with Bill Murray. He played such a, I don't know if I want to say airhead, but just like about how everything, but he thinks he's such the center of the universe, obviously, because he is, it's his building and everything like that. But the way that he like just, you know, developer save city and like just, I don't know, I just loved him in this movie. Uh, Um, I, I thought all the actors did a great job in this movie. Well, and it's been so long since I've watched it. I forgot fucking Christopher Lee was in this motherfucker. Yeah, Christopher Lee so was like the head of he turned thing. around, I was like, oh, okay, shit, all right. And that was the best part because he was like, save the movie, like... He, like, gets the delivery and he's like, I was supposed to get malaria or something like that. And and uh, just the, the dialogue, I, I don't know. I, I like now, there are some of the humor is dumb, but some of the other dialogue is just spot on. Now I'm also a fan of uh, Robert Ricardo. He was the guy that was constantly trying to keep things in order. Um, that oh, plan. Yeah, okay, uh, you saw him in like fucking. Uh, um, oh God, what was that? Uh, Dennis Quaid, Martin Short, Inner Space. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm sorry, you places? No. Dennis Quaid? Martin I'm talking, we're, we're talking about Gremlins. Wow, I I know, but I just like, how do you not trip over? Okay, so like, I, Ricardo's a cool actor. He's another one like Glover that I really dig their, their skill set. Um, so yeah, it was awesome seeing Dick Miller again, because I'd forgotten that he pops back up in the sequel. But I just... Uh, know the whole hulk hogan thing and like the fucking uh what was that the shadow puppets it was just like i don't know and it's just like it was just fun like, <laughs> but it was such an extreme were... but it was such right. an extreme because we like we would do something super scary like the spider and the bat then we had the two over here that you just like they're licking paint and going hips yeah, best thing in the world like it was such extreme characters 
in the Gremlins. Which I like because they, they gave more, you know, characters to some of them because, like, you had, you had, like, especially the original group of the Mogwais, you had Daffy, which was the one that was, like, absolutely batshit crazy. Um, you had, I think it was like Lenny and Mo were the other ones. I think Mo was the one with the big lips. And then I think Lenny was the one that had like the buck teeth. Um, I'm glad you can tell them apart. They were both like fucking window lickers to me, dude. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, those are the only ones that actually kind of had distinct features. The rest of them kind of all kind of blended until, uh, until Brain Guy. Yes, it was played by, I think, Tony Randall, I believe, did the voice for him. No shit. I think that's what I, when I looked up the... I will say, dude, there was definitely, like, a lot of fucking cameos in this. Another uh, thing was, you're talking about that uh, Hulk Hogan scene. If you, uh, back in the day, if you had the VHS... There was actually an alternate scene. I actually didn't know the Hulk Hogan scene existed until much later on, because that wasn't in the actual release. That was only in the theaters. Um, they actually had some kind of John Wayne thing instead of the Hulk Hogan thing. Ones were like in a gunfight with John Wayne, and he was picking them, picking each of them off. Um, that was the home video release. Version because like they did the same thing where like you ruin the movie they do the shadow puppets, but instead of going to Hulk Hogan in the theater, it goes to the the thing with John Wayne. Oh okay. Uh, so I don't know. I absolutely love this movie. It's it's obviously he is the saying that's the version he has. Uh, but he also says that uh, the Bucktooth one was George, and oh, he thought the googly eyed one was a. Uh, Daddy. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Daffy, George, and then I think the other one, then, yeah. Um, but this also had an uh, awesome Nintendo game that was released on it, which was probably one of my favorite games for the original Nintendo. Uh, Gremlins 2, the new batch for your gizmo. See, and, I don't remember the game. Oh, the game's so good, dude. Oh, shit. You throw, you throw tomatoes at gremlins and you <laughs> fight all the different gremlins and different... Oh, uh, shit. Fight, like, the electric gremlin and you fight Mohawk, you fight the spider gremlin. Uh, now, like I said, I, 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 did dig, I did dig the different versions of them because I also kind of got curious, like... If spider or bat got wet, would we produce more bats now that they're altered? Like, so I kind of thought like that part was cool as shit. That was an awesome introduction. Yeah, we yeah. also had yeah. uh, little, to what a little rehash of uh, BB Kate's story about how she ran into a guy on George Washington's birthday or something like that. Dude, <laughs> I really of her first story from the first movie. Like I really feel like <laughs> I really feel like Billy kind of needs to go. You know what? Maybe we should take a break, sweetheart, and find yeah. somebody with like a lot more package. Like I kind of yeah. feel like she's gonna have a story for like fucking St. Patty's Valentine. Oh, my dog died. Oh, okay, babe, that's cool. 
Like, she just seems like she's got a lot going on, dude. Yeah, like, I just, I don't know. I I remember, I just remember owning this one on VHS back in the day and just watching it so much. Is like, I like I said, I love the original. Um, I just loved the weird meta type sequel where, like you said, it is it is obviously a, a follow-up from the first one, but right. there's so many like inside nods that normally you don't see in a movie. That... Right. Now I will say like like this one kept its PG thirteen rating. Um and it lost its horror label. But there's still kind of like it's there's still like that creepiness, like you still got those fuckers melting, like they definitely still kind of threw that whole kind of creepiness in into the sequel. And how could you hate? Start spreading the news. Okay. I, I, I'm leaving today. I can't believe you brought that up. I, I liked it. I thought I liked it. New York, New York. Yes, sir. These bag of on shoes. I even like the fact that they were like, are they breaking into a musical? And I was like, don't smile. Don't but how smile. did you not I watch the fight this? In Dracula. Okay. Hey. Oh, he was so great. I like I liked him as an actor, just like the part was just kind of like, man. Uh I will say like the whole uh because his name's Foster in the movie, but Robert Picardo yeah. is constantly running away from um, the, chick the female right? The little Jessica Rabbit, and you know, at the end, he's just kind of like, "Well, whatever." I mean, I trapped with her, so I don't know how long I got. I'm like, uh, "Bro, oh, okay." Awesome, and he's like, "It's like, it's like, wow, you're way up there," and he's like, "He's like, oh, you've been working too hard." He's like, "Yes, a half a day off." Once the building right. is operational. <laughs> and this building, oh, by the so, way, is a shit show after the movie. Like, this yeah. motherfucker will not get his half day off to probably, like, next year. No. Uh, but no, it just kind of feels like, I mean, I'm going to be trapped here, so... Sure. Bro. Okay. I don't know. I just I just think this was a very entertaining movie. Um, some Some, you know, stretches with the jokes and stuff like that. Maybe a little bit too much pop culture references, but it was 1990. No, no, like it definitely, like it definitely was. I and I think that's probably what my problem is. It felt like it was built more for like a <laughs> pop culture kind of thing. Like this would have been like a cool documentary almost than like a entertaining movie. Um, yeah, the the performances I thought by a lot of the actors were great. Um, it's it's a very speedy movie. It's not anything that's kind of like, oh, this is still on. You know, it, it gets it does what it does. It's Gremlins, you know. Yeah, it's, and I mean, not- like, once you've seen the first one, the second one is really just short. We so. we don't really, you know, um, stray from the point of just trying to stop them before they leave the building. We just get introductions to new Gremlin style or new. Forms, forms, forms of gremlins. Um, you know, stuff like that. Um, we get a few old gags, a few new gags, stuff like that. Okay, so Katie's leaving us. Hope you get to feeling better and 
Sorry, you got your test dumped on you at the last second, Katie. So, ready to move on to the trailer? Yep, yep. So, we are going to do the trailer for Gremlins. Two. Two. <laughs> I wasn't sure if he's ready yet. Showtime. Remember the last time we told you not to feed them after midnight. We told you to keep them away from the light. And the most important warning of all, we told you to never, ever get them wet. You didn't listen. They're mutating. Sir, is the building on fire? No, no, that's a false alarm. Uh, are you trying to panic New York City? Absolutely not. So the monsters are real? I didn't say that. Gremlins 2. The new batch. Now, was that civilized? No, clearly not. Fun, but in no sense civilized. And we are back. That was the trailer for Gremlins 2. Check it out one time, won't you? Um, love that movie. Huh? Gremlins 2. And we had a conversation going it's, on in the back. It's 1945 and 1977. It's when, uh, right after the brain gremlin shoots the bat with the oh. the apple. The city's so nice they named it twice. Check it out one time, won't you? Ugh. I know this movie, the lines quite a bit. But, uh, <laughs> it yeah, is cool. My, this was my nerdy pick finally. <laughs> no, I've been drinking water. I'm just very excited because I've been out of commission for two weeks. So I'm a little hyper about doing the show again. Um catch your gribbled like you wanted to, so yes. Um, but that should do it for this week. Uh definitely enjoyed this episode. Uh, Thursday, the group chat will be back, and I'll actually be moving and not a, a, a picture, hopefully. Oh, uh, I forgot to mention that in the chat. Uh, that actually, Katie got the whole episode thinking that you were just frozen. She didn't realize that was just a picture. So we've yes. gotten a few so far. I did a great job of being angry. Um, constantly. I mean, Piranha 2 was garbage, so um, that put me in a bad mood the whole episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Thursday, we got uh, Dead of Night, Silent Light, Deadly Night, and Christmas Evil? Yep. Okay. Nailed it. Yes. 
Um, so you can join us four lads for our should be fun Christmasy themed episode. Um, but then on Sunday, Johnny and the Giz will be back at 8.30 p.m. in whatever equates to is GMT uh, over on American Horrors, where they have a holiday treat for you. And we have a trailer to show you. So uh, until Thursday, see you guys later. Right. <sighs> What are you doing? Ah, what? What? You look like biker Santa. Yeah, it's Christmas. It's not Christmas, it's fucking December. Yeah, 30 days of Christmas. It's the 12 days of Christmas. Are you sure? Nearly 100% sure. I'm not singing it for you. I... Although, even though I'm categorically a bah-humbugging son of a bitch, join myself and kids this Sunday where we have a Christmas treat for you as we do a slight change of pace where we have Chris J. Miller, the mad scientist of horror on, where we're going to be talking about PC culture, politics, his upcoming movie Utopia Means Nowhere, and a whole lot more this Sunday, 8.30pm CSD, and whatever that equates to his GMTs, only on American Horrors. Take that hat off, you look like a fucking idiot. Fuck you. Don't forget, if you enjoy our madcap, gorecast, horror hijinks, we stream three nights a week over on YouTube, Mondays, Thursdays, and Sundays, where you can see a little bit of this. Third spoon, god damn, I knew there was something I wanted to bring up in the, god damn, I don't know what a fucking third spoon is, but I'm mad to get a pretty in-depth. Most definitely some of this. With a new 2009 twist. Uh, she pulls out of a vagina. Um, I'll give it to her though, because like, you know how like magicians kind of like do something and they pause dramatically? She took that dramatic pause. And occasionally, some of this. Our favorite Halloween movies. What's up, Gorecasters? Welcome back here to the Gorecast. Yeah, okay, I'm here. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs>